Welcome to Sustainable 86. <laughs> you weren't sure. Yes, it no, is Sustainable 86. Sure. <laughs> Welcome, listener. We are your friendly little environment podcast all about people and the planet and why, despite everything being all buggered, we can still have a chuckle about it every now and then. Isn't we? Oh, yes, we are. That We are so friendly and little. Shall I tell you what we're going to be talking about this week? Yes, please. We are going to be talking about those sexy, sexy, lithe, young... You're right, mate. Uh, leaders of Canada, Canada, Cat, uh, Canada and France, respectively, uh, Justin Trudeau and Emmanuel Macron. Oh, sexy, oh. sexy French people oh, with the speaking of Because they have done some news in the old climate realm, but also we thought it was about time we had to look to see whether or not they're the super duper going to save the planet um, green heroes or not. Now, we are going to also be talking about other French things because you will know that although Justin Trudeau is the Prime Minister of Canada, he also speaks French. Other French things that we're going to be talking about include coffee. Sort of French? Yeah, French people drink coffee. That's all the link I needed. Uh, Apparently, well, precisely, I bet no French person drinks decaf coffee, but we're going to be talking about decaf coffee because apparently that's breaking the world. Almost literally breaking the heavens. And we're going to be talking about... Oh, see if you can get the link. I'm going to name three films. A View to a Kill, Diamonds Are Forever, and You Only Live Twice. Uh, James Bond? Yeah, but... Rubbish. Yeah, but... What? Oh, the link is they were all filmed in France, at least in bits. So that's another French thing. Bloody hell. James Bond we're going to be talking about. Bloody because hell. Because apparently James Bond is going to be driving a super duper new climate saving car next time round. So there we go. We do work for environmental charities, but these are very much our own views. News own views. Um, news own. News own. News own views. Isn't it monster? Uh, monster. monster. <laughs> so, have you got any uh, birth with anything that you accoute? Uh, take <laughs> it up with me and him, and not with anyone for whom we. Argent, argent, M- money, money, work, uh, money. But uh, just take it up with us. Up. On oh, Eva. Ah, fashé la vache. Allez, we go. So, Antienhoff of the week. This is the section where we look at the goodies in the world. The goodies? Not the actual goodies. That's a bit oddy, isn't it? Do, do, do the funky gibbon. Uh, we look at the goodies in the world because there are some nasty people that we call Inhoffs who are named after a senator in America, Jim Inhoff, who thinks climate change isn't real because there's still snow. But we're not talking about them, we're talking about the goodies. And a goodie this week is that lovely, lovely... 
Lovely president of France. President? Prime Minister? President? President, boss of France. Boss of France, uh, Emmanuel Macron. Oh, even the very name, it drips from your mouth. It makes you like the chocolate. Oh, Oh, so sexy. Oh, this is a thing. This is, you know who he is, Mr. Emmanuel Macron. He's this bloke. Four years ago, Emmanuel Macron was a political unknown. Now he is president-elect and by a decisive majority. The long victory walk from the shadows of the Louvre to the bright lights of the centre stage seemed almost inappropriate considering his meteoric rise. Yeah, new boss of France. Dude, that, like, I don't know, 15 months ago, wasn't a thing. Like, set up a political party and then decided, right, I'm going to be boss of France now. And out of nowhere, run and won. And in the process, beat the fascist, which is pretty nice. Uh, and is now boss of France. And is doing huge amount of green stuff, right? And he was doing a huge amount of green stuff anyway. And then this week, he met Arnie. Oh. And Arnie said, <laughs> are you going to do more green stuff? And Emmanuel Macron said, yes, sir. I'm sorry. Please don't crush me with your huge fist. <laughs> oh. I think Arnie, that should just be what Arnie does. You know how Arnie's like, my job is to make everybody green. He should just go round to like Donald Trump's house. Yeah, definitely. Just with, with his like, it, you know how Donald Trump's got the smallest hands in the world. Arnie's got like the biggest fists in the world. And just go, are you going to stop being an in-half? President Trump says he's pulling out of the Paris Climate Agreement. My message to you, Mr. President, is that as a public servant, especially as a president, your first and most important responsibility is to protect the people. So your man, Mr. Macron, uh, what is the boss of France, has uh, been talking to Arnie about a new global plan on rights to environmental justice, which is a really, really good thing. Play the uh, sexy rights to environmental justice music, Dave. No! Turn <laughs> Are you mocking rights to environmental no, justice? No, it's it's just... not the same as the stuff you play the music for. Like, oh, here's a target to remove some numbers from some other numbers. This is about people not dying and having the right not to die. Well, call it that then. Rights well, to environmental justice. Arnie. Oh, right, we'll get Arnie. You take it up with Arnie. You, you tell Arnie to I call it. I obviously think it's a good thing. I just think the term environmental justice needs a bit of explaining sometimes. Environmental justice. It's important. That's not explaining. Yes, it is. We'll talk about that another time. So this is just the latest thing that your man, Mr. Macron, has done. He has also, after meeting with Arnie, a very persuasive man, you're a massive American shithouse, um, <laughs> he's met with Arnie and he's decided that he's going to allow Boss of France no more drilling for oil and gas at all. No new licences. He's not going to shut anything down that's already happening, but no, you want to go and like explore some more bits of French water or French land to get oil and gas out of it. You already weren't allowed to frack, said Mr Macron, and you now ain't allowed to do the normal stuff either. So is that is that a big thing? Were lots of people looking to explore for, um, I guess, conventional oil and gas in France? Because isn't the thing all about unconventional oil and gas, by which we mean fracking principally, well, but other stuff which has already been banned? How much stuff is this actually going to stop? I don't know. Uh, but the point oh. is, it's the, it's the principle of it, isn't it? Um, and ah. this is the thing. Over here in the UK, right, where we've got, like, the Climate Change Act, we've talked about this before, I can't remember the episode, where it's like you talk a good game on cutting your carbon emissions and you do loads of stuff like making your own electricity green, but meanwhile you've got huge, great, galumphing, great oil rigs, uh, squashing seals, and taking all out the ground, selling it to Johnny Foreigner, right? Well, your man Macron's going, no, climate leadership means I am not doing that either, Sonny. And it's just, it's good. It's a good thing. Yeah. But we're so continuing to allow stuff which exists at the moment to do its thing. Yeah, I guess uh, so, yeah. But, but not allowing any more. We. Oui. We. Oui. 
Oh, well, well done, Emmanuel Macron. That is, that's leadership, isn't it? That is, that is certainly consistent with what needs to happen in every country, I'd say. So um, here's a great big bon for Macron. Bon. So I wanted to ask you a thing. Now, you have been banging on on this here podcast, well, in general, on this here podcast. Well, when, I can, when I can get a word in edgeways. You shut up and listen. You've been banging Bang on, on on this podcast for a while, threatening to tell me how Justin Trudeau, who's the boss of Canada... <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> Sorry. Stop doing that. See, right down your larynx when you do that. You've been threatening for ages, saying, you know how everyone thinks he's really pretty and really green? Well, he ain't. And you keep saying, I'm going to tell you about it, and then I shut you up. But I'm not going to shut you up this time. I actually I somehow doubt that. <laughs> I, I genuinely, because I, I got to thinking, well, we got to thinking, didn't we? Like, uh, are these dudes both their new young, shiny, francophone leaders for a modern world? Uh, are they both like the future? Are they both green yeah. and bright and shiny? And who of them, if you had to be stuck in a lift with one of these sweaty, nice smelling men, uh, which one would be the best uh, from a babble point of view. So what do you reckon? <laughs> tell, tell me, go on, tell me. Tell me why you think Justin Trudeau is the Antichrist. Well, you have put certain words in my mouth there, that I'm not going to repeat. Uh, it, well, it's an interesting question, isn't it? Because there is the sort of assumption that he's all round great. And certainly it seems like he's done a lot of good things. He has made a big deal of ensuring that at least 50% of posts in the government are going to women. I think that's true. Uh, he's certainly pursued... Uh, Muslim rights, he's pursued women's rights, he has been excellent on LGBT rights, uh, he's saying all the right things, and he is saying all the right things on climate change as well. He, In contrast to his predecessor, a chap called Harper, what was his first name? Stephen? Stephen Harper, who was pretty awful and pretty, we've got loads of tar sands, let's suck the oil out of them and burn them. Uh, he has been saying, right, we're going to go to the Paris Climate Change Deal, Climate Change Conference, and we are going to do good stuff. And he did. And apparently his diplomats were the ones who pushed for this whole 1.5 degree target um, being in there, which is more ambitious than many thought was going to come out of it. At the end of it, it was like, right, Canada is going to cut its emissions by 30% by 2030. Um, again, good stuff. And he's saying all of this lovely, lovely stuff. He's been very critical of Donald Trump for subsequently pulling out of Paris. Uh, poor Paris. And... Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> what? Uh, so he's, doing, he's saying all the right things. But, 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 but... That is all a bit easy in terms of the narrative. It's like, yeah, young, sexy, obviously gets climate change, says all the right things, therefore, just must, just, therefore must be great. But there's a big old problem, which is that, well, he went to an oil and gas conference the other day and he said this. No country would find 173 billion barrels of oil in the ground and then just leave them there. So this is tar sands, is it? This is tar sands. What's so, a tar sands? Oh, God, I don't know. But it's, it's, <laughs> it's oil bound up in like 
sort of surface level um, mangrovey swamps and stuff like that. But it's horrible. It's like bitumen. It's all stuck in sand, basically. It's hugely energy intensive to extract it. It creates massive problems. You, ha- you, you mine this stuff, essentially, and then you have all of this toxic runoff from the mining that gets in rivers and pollutes the water and kills all the fishes. You also have a huge amount of nitrogen dioxide and sulfur dioxide produced in the processing of it, which hurts the air. And obviously, when you burn it, it's a massive amount of carbon. So it's a terrible, terrible thing. But Canada, and particularly Alberta, has got billions of the barrels of the stuff. um, And it is basically what keeps the economy of Alberta going. So he's gone along to the oil people and said, don't worry, we're going to get that stuff out. And we're going to principally sell it to to other people. And we're principally going to sell it to other people by sticking it through these pipelines which I am approving. So that's the other big thing he's done. He has approved two massive galumphin hose pipes to take oil from the Alberta tar sands to other bits to water America, but also just to sell it on global markets generally. So it's not really consistent. That's what we're getting at. He is bad because he is approving the tar sands. And not only that, but he's basically going, what, he's saying... I can't not approve these tar sands. He's basically going yeah. like, uh, well, you would, Mrs. Miggins, you would dig that tar sands up as well. Yeah, he's, he's saying, well, exactly as, as Arabella uh, read out, you know, it's no one in their right mind, no country in their right mind would just leave the stuff in the ground because you can dig it up, sell it, make loads of jobs, make people happy, buy iPhones. The problem is Emmanuel Macron has done exactly that, isn't he? I mean, he's well, pretty close to it. It's not the same, is it? I mean, so Macron has uh, said no more oil and gas exploration, but it's not like, I mean, Canada is, a thing I know about Canada is this, it is sodding massive. It is a large and a large place. It's a large place. I went across Canada on a train once and I was overnight on the train and I woke up and I discovered that we barely hadn't moved on the map I was looking at. Like it, it is colossal, right? Yeah. And so like the 173 billion barrels of oil coming out of tar sands is ma- it's not a thing that a European country could do, even if no, it had that stuff, no, because you'd exactly. have to like move the entire country out of the way and cover it in rigs and things like that. Right. So, uh, it's not analogous at all. Uh, but yeah, that I pretty much, that is what Macron has done. Macron has said, there's some oil and gas out there that we could get out of the ground. Um, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna cause of climate change and I'm not gonna cause I don't think the economics are right and cause of leadership and all that sort of stuff. But you can, the whole point is we're going to have to, this is exactly the point. This yes. is why Trudeau is a massive inhoff and I don't care how pretty he is and <laughs> you are right, right? It's exactly what it means. It is exactly and precisely what it means. You want to avoid 1.5 to even three degrees, even four degrees of climate change. We have actually specifically got to say, all right, we leave that stuff where it is. We have to do that, irrespective of how much money we can make of it. And that's the whole point, right? Yeah. And just to give you a little bit of context, so obviously 173 billion is a big number. Um, but what that equates to, there's this amazing quote, I think from Bill McKibben. Uh, it says, if Canada digs up that oil and sells it to people to burn, it will produce 30% of the carbon necessary to take us past the 1.5 degree target that Canada helped set in Paris. So this is a country with half of 1% of the entire population of the planet and with one project, a big project admittedly, but with one project could get us a third of the way towards going past this limit that we can't go past. I mean, it's so it's not just, oh, Trudeau's going to burn a few fridges in his backyard and that's not ideal. This is 
big time. This is like seriously detrimental. So here's a question for you then. Oh, right. Trudeau uh, talks a good game on climate change, very pretty, but is bending over backwards to say, come mm. and ta- don't, <laughs> is come, come and tar sand us to Billio, right? Whereas Macron talks a good game on climate change, very pretty, is going out of his way to say, no, leave that fossil fuel stuff in the ground. But the question is, if Macron from France was boss of Canada instead, do you think it would be that easy? If you were the boss of Canada, right, where you've got like just miles and 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 miles of elk and otherwise sod all, right, do you not think... And lovely Canadians who are universally lovely. Yeah, a bit weird, but they're, they're, yeah, they're all right. Anyway, the point is, right, like this is a massive industry for Canada. It's hugely important in a way that it isn't for France. So thus, is Trudeau getting bad press? That's my question. Is well, anyone, could anyone really be doing any different? And also, why do we even care? Well, because climate change. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I mean, why do we like, why are we turning this into like either someone's an absolute anti-Inhoff or an absolute yeah, no, that, Why has it got to be so binary? Isn't he it, better than the last bloke? Won't that do? Yes, and I think that's a really important point. Um, so to answer, I think you had seven questions in that rambling statement. So I'll, I'll take the first first. Uh, I think he's probably right that no country in the world would actually leave 173 billion barrels of oil in the ground. It seems it seems like Alberta is basically oil country. Like your jobs, your livelihoods, your well-being, everything comes from money from oil. And they the the global drop in the price of oil has absolutely knackered people in Alberta. And so they are clamouring for Keystone pipelines. They're clamouring for tar sands to be exploited. They frankly couldn't give two shits about any other kind of long-term climate change impacts. They want jobs. And if you're the Prime Minister, it's a very, very tough gig to say, sorry lads, no jobs for you. Yeah, well, and, and a big shout out to my friend, Alan, who listens to this podcast a lot. Hello, and- Alan. You were rude to me on Facebook, though, so you can sod off. Yeah, but that's because you're a delicate flower and he knew you he knew he'd get a rise out of you. But uh, <laughs> he um, he listened to his podcast and he said the other day, you know, why why all the sort of clownish characterization as people of people of either good or, or evil? And it's true, it's not that simple. Although I think a lot of people, maybe in the media, maybe just in our own little brains, like the idea of, oh, hang on, young person with lovely, pretty family and kids and stuff uh, saying all right things on, on lots of other issues must be great, says climate change power. And you want to put him in that box. But the reality is more complicated than that. Does that mean we should say, oh, he's an in-off, kick him out? Well, probably not. We did, though. Well, we haven't yet. Yeah, we did. I did earlier. All right. Well, you shouldn't have said that. Well, so you don't think he's an in-off? I think he's been a bit in Right. I don't think he is all in all an Inhofe, but I think the things he's doing are going to accelerate our hurtling towards climate catastrophe. Bad. That's bad. <laughs> I would prefer him to not be doing that. However, I don't think because he's not getting that right, he is universally Inhofe and therefore should be booted out. Reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful. 
So, reasons to be cheerful. Uh, this is a section where we look at things that are going well and try to put our fingers in our ears and ignore all the things that are going very, very, very badly. What's going well, Dave? James Bond. Oh, he's going to be going very well. Is oh, is he? Yes. Explain. You are pleased with that, aren't you? you yeah, should yeah I am. So, uh, James Bond. What car does James Bond drive? He drives, usually drives an Aston Martin. Though. Well, yes, except of late he's been driving BMWs and things, hasn't he? Has he? Uh, yeah, big hoo-ha about it. I thought that whole point was it was like British brand. Although is Aston Martin owned by somebody non-British now? Probably. I don't know. Who cars. cares? I, just, yeah, I find this very boring. <laughs> cars. Uh, basically, it's your yes. idea. You put it in no, the I bloody planning thing. Mean, no, listener, come back. I don't mean that. I just mean I find like talking about cars in oh, yeah. general a boring thing. Oh, what's your talk? Oh, God. Shut up. I'll Shut give you up. talk. Shut up and listen. You remember when we talked back in episode 65 to friend of the babble, James Murray, about babies, mm. and uh, we talked about how hard it is, like, if you've got a baby boy, to stop people, like, buying him things covered in cars and diggers and stuff. Mm. How's it going with baby Ol? Yeah, pretty bad. Yeah. yeah got cars everywhere? Cars everywhere, yeah. I'm, I'm maintaining that they're electric cars, and given that the detail of the diagrams is low, it's hard to argue otherwise. Anyway, going to be Aston Martin, what your James Bond drives in principle anyway. They have just announced they're going to have an all-electric one. Yay! By 2019, Aston oh. Martin have said they are going to put the first all-electric Aston Martin into production. It represents a sustainable future. Oh, where's Arabella? Finish this off for me, Arabella. Aston Martin's values of seductive style and supreme performance don't merely coexist exist alongside a new zero emission power well that's some impressive pr fluff um but we're going to look past that because this is not about the pr fluff it's about the very 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 sexy looking fast car that we're allowed to get all excited about because it's electric yes zero emissions zero emissions from the tailpipe yeah but it's fewer lesser emissions fewer emissions coming out of this thing and once we make all our electricity run off rainbows and unicorns and sunshine not unicorns that's murder um then it'll all be okay and here's the thing right all i wanted to say was thing number one thing number one was yes ha 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 who's gonna do the joke first well we'll do it first if you haven't been done already yes we know james bond better not have to chase the bad guy for more than about a hundred miles yes we know oh dear there goes the awful oligarch disappearing into the sunset as James Bond breaks down. Yes, yeah, yeah. Although, as friend of the babble, Alistair Cameron, go back and listen to episode 62, where we talked to Alistair Cameron about blackouts. As he pointed out, fine, but James Bond's acceleration is now going to be a lot better than that from a standard, <laughs> standard car. <laughs> so, Do you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. Um, so, yes, ha-ha, thing one. But also, uh, isn't it interesting that we have just banged on significantly about pipelines and oil and leaving oil in the ground and all of that? And actually, look, oh, at, like, this stuff is going to leave itself in the ground pretty bloody soon, isn't it? And it goes back to what it we were saying before. Like it, you know? yeah, it does feel like it. And I had to do a little bit of reading the other day, which I was obviously massively aggrieved about. Uh, but that reading was about electric car sales and they are going through the roof. 
You know, it's like, uh, well, I won't bore you with the numbers mainly because I can't remember them. But many, 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 many times the sales of electric cars now compared to even like three years ago. Um, Registration is going through the roof and they're getting better. They're getting cheaper. And all of the big, big car companies, even the ones who say, oh, diesel's brilliant, they're all making more electric models. And it's uh, it's it's the future. It's just a question about, you know, what can be done to make that future arrive quicker um, and is it ever going to arrive quick enough to stop the old planet burning thing? Sustainable of the week. So, Sustainable of the week. This is the section where we look at the egregious eco-guff, the nonsense spoken by companies or politicians when they're trying to sound green, but they can't hide it from their babble. Oh, no. This week, now listen carefully, this is a short babble, but a very good babble. There is a museum in that there London called the Victoria and Albert Museum, and they have opened a new bit of their museum this week, and I heard that old ex-politician Tristram Hunt banging on about it on the radio, and that was all nice. Anyway, they've opened a new bit, and that new bit required digging a lot of stuff out of the ground in order to build it, excavating. So... Well, what do you think happened to the excavated stuff? Don't know. Listen to this. 100% of the material excavated in the construction of Exhibition Road Quarter was recycled and used to build a new golf course near Heathrow. What? <laughs> what? I've got, what? I mean... I mean, the... The... The chutzpah of that statement. The well, can we just can we do that again? Build a new golf course near Heathrow. I mean, I think I'm done. I'm done. With, I'm done with that. Should we just move on? There's <laughs> just nothing more to say, is there? Things that make you go, Jesus, shitting. Oh God. So, things that make you go, Jesus shitting, oh God. Ah. You're looking at me expectantly as if no, you haven't no, just, just done something weird. <laughs> just checking you knew which section we are in. Yes, things yes. that make you go, Jesus shitting Christ. This is the section where we look at stuff that is just terrifying. Yes. And we indulge ourselves in fear for a minute. Yes. And what this is about, Ol, uh, is about... Coffee! Coffee's not terrifying, is it? Uh, well, no, it isn't, unless you have as much of it as I've had today. Uh, so this is a story about the ozone there. Do you remember? So I remember back when things were made of wood and I started getting into the environment, all that black and white, all that time ago. Mm. Um, and When I, the Premier League was, like, new and exciting and David Ginola. That's right, all of that. Oh. Well, before, before that, I mean, we're talking, like, you know, when I first got... Oh, so when you were young. When I yeah, was young, right, yeah. Okay. When, the, when the Blue Peter Green Alf book Ramsey. came out. Exactly, that sort of time. The Blue Peter a green book came out and it was all about the ozone layer and everyone was talking about the oh you're talking the 80s the ozone layer a thing that people still think is the same as climate change because they're cretin right? <laughs> um, and the hole in the ozone layer was being caused by CFCs chlorofluorocarbons which were chemicals what were in fridges, fridges and aerosols and all that sort of stuff right and everyone said bad and everyone said you what are you doing stop that and you're a 1980s equivalent of Arnie which was Arnie but Arnie wasn't Arnie then <laughs> um, just went round and said stop it and we stopped well, there was, hang on, for 10 points, can you name the convention? Yeah, the Montreal Protocol. Oh, we'll have 10 points then. <laughs> Damn it. We banned it. Long story short, we banned it. We banned it, we banned it. Ozone layer hole gradually recovering. Until... Oh, 
decaffeinated coffee came along. What? Yeah. So there's chemical, which is called dichloromethane. Uh, it also causes it, and it's being used all over the shop in loads of things, including the decaffeination of coffee. And if we don't stop using it, there's more and more and more of that being used. If we don't stop using it, it will take 30 years longer to fix the hole in the ozone layer than it would have otherwise. Right. This is all from an article in The Times, the headline of which was Decaf coffee chemical could delay recovery of ozone layer. So very clearly saying recovery of ozone layer is, you know, going to be in peril because of decaf coffee. The article then goes on to basically say that this chemical, yeah, is used in decaf coffee, but mainly used in loads of other things. So it says, blah, 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 dichloromethane, DCM, a gas used in many industrial processes, as well as decaffeination. Yeah, cheap it, solvent, degreasing and paint stripping. Yeah, exactly. That sort of stuff. <laughs> exactly. And it says India and other parts of Asia are among the highest emitters of DCM. As you say, cheap solvents, blah, blah, blah. David Rowley, an atmospheric chemist at University College London, just said that this chemical has an you know, incredibly wide range of uses, much wider range of uses than the old CFCs that we were talking about. So the point is, journalism is annoying, particularly the Times journalism. Because, all right, yeah, fine. Doing decaffeination of coffee clearly has an impact on this stuff. But so does like doing loads and millions of other things. So get off the old coffee bandwagon. The other thing I wanted to say was uh, coffee. Can I just have a tiny... I know we're out of time. I know the babble clock is ticking and when listeners want to go and play in the park. I know that, right? But, like, coffee. I keeps every... But once a year this appears, and it's usually on the BBC's website, because there should know better. BBC should know better. And it's a story that basically says, will climate change make my coffee more expensive? Oh, I know. Oh, it's so... It's like... Oh. Hang on a minute. So climate change, that thing which is already killing people, yes. is already bringing lots of species to the brink of extinction or extincting them all together. Climate change, doing big bad stuff all the time. It's like, hmm, but how do we make this relevant to the middle classes? Uh, let's talk about coffee maybe getting more expensive or let's talk about potentially quinoa being out of reach in some sections of Waitrose. Oh! Although the thing is, though, right, that it works because people read that and then they go, oh, climate change bad. And I wish it weren't. Yeah, the but ca- do they do anything about well, it? No, or do they I just w- go, well, at least I can still get my coffee now and carry on? I wish it wasn't the case. Pass me the quinoa, Priscilla. Vacuous caffeine addicted balls of consumerist fluff. But they are, right? Uh, and maybe that's maybe the Times does. If it is going to write about complicated chemical processes of something that is found in everything and is impossible to regulate, maybe it is the only way you can talk about it is to say it's your fault for having a decaf coffee. I mean, it's a bit silly. But like, what else are you going to do? People don't care about it unless you make it about their coffee. So make it about coffee. Let's make the death of all the kittens about coffee as well, and the death of the ugly fish, all the plastic in the oh, sea, the and fish. the uh, diesel air crisis. I make that about coffee. Diesel, right. diesel's bad for your coffee. All right, it probably is. Fine. So that is just about it for another episode of Babble 86 in the can. We're getting ever closer to that magnificent... In the spray can. In the spray can for the CFCs. Getting ever closer to that magnificent party of 100 Babbles. Thank you, Dave, for your wonderful babbling. And thank you, too, to the magnificent Dickie Moore for all of the music that begins, ends and intertwinkles this podcast. 
Thank you, Arabella, for so nobly reading out the eco guff. And thank you all for babblifying. If you liked what you heard, listener, drop us a line at hello at sustainababble.fish. Oh, you said sustainababble this week instead of your usual sustainy babble. Search for us on Sharp. Search for us on Twitter at the Babble Wagon or find us on Facebook. Just search sustainy babble. And, and, and if you like our babbling, please leave us a lovely five-star review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts because it does make a big difference. Now, the thing is this, old me old China plate, uh, it's going to take us a little bit longer than you might have thought to get to 100 episodes because we're going to have one of our breaks. Ah, yes. Because summer's coming up and with it we are swanning off all over the place and diaries are complicated and we've all got things to do and people to be. So... uh, Point is, we're not going to be here for a bit. We're not quite sure when. We shall return as soon as we can. It will be in the summer sometime. Um, Until then, keep an eye on our various mediums and we will let you know when we're back. Very good. Have a lovely break, lovely Babble listeners. We love you very much. Please don't forget about us. We will be back. Tell all your friends. Bye! Bye! Non-net... What's French for no more? Oh, um, oh, uh, oh, yeah. God, I hate French. Um, no more. Um, non plus. Non plus. <laughs> non plus. Le force le flu. <laughs>